You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. We've got the kiln fired up. We've got the furnace prepped. We're about to unsheath the laser fire of Tyra. Yes, Rizcha de Raisa is coming your way. But first, if you own a retail business and accept credit cards, your customers are getting points, miles, and all sorts of rewards every time they use their card. And you're paying the price. That's why NRS Pay, a product of National Retail Solutions, a division of the IDT Corporation, offers its cash discount program, FeeBuster. You can start accepting credit cards for free. If your business processes over $18,000 a month, you pay no monthly fee and $0 out of your pocket for transaction. This means you, as a retailer, can enjoy the benefits of accepting plastic, and your customers still get those crucial miles they crave and need. NRS Pay FeeBuster provides every client with a free credit card reader with no long-term contract, no early termination fee, cancel anytime without a penalty. I'm personally familiar with this company, and they truly stand by their product, and they'll help you with live, stateside-based customer service on any issue or question. Visit nrspay.com or call 833-289-2767 to learn more about NRS Pay and the fantastically fair fee buster. If it's Moitzoy Shabbos Kodesh, this must be Rizcha Daraisa. I'm here with Yosef Gavriel Bechofel, and here we are, Rabbi Yosef, in order itself, Zman Shal Simcha, Zman to think about Shuva Meyava. Azman, that perhaps Rabbi Gabriel Bechafer and I will come to a certain understanding of what does it mean to be in Eivad Hashem in the Richtika way. Um, Yosef, you sent me something from your blog, um, and uh, I'm going to quote the first part of it. Uh, I won't I'll use your voice. I'm fond, <laughs> I'm fond of quoting from memory the, the comment that I utterly reject made by the Minchas Elozer. Zatzal. It was very hard for me to write that song. <laughs> yeah. I did. It was very yeah. hard. Who says we pass who says we pass in like Berea? I searched for the source today and found this from Rabbi Rabbi. I get called Reb by you, and he gets called Rabbi. I guess nobody's Rav to you. Rabbi Asher Weiss. <laughs> I don't wouldn't say Asher. Let's not go that far. <laughs> That's the way you spelled it. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> Rav Asher is dealing and Rav Yosef are dealing with the famous Gemara and Brochus on Daf Yud, Hani Beriyod and Davish Shusid Rav Meir, and how Rav Meir wanted to deal with him and how his wife Beruria corrected him in terms of dealing with them. Um, it's a famous Gemara, but first of all, let me just point out that <laughs> Beriyodim throughout Shas are being Mitzah Rabbonin. At least in two or three other places, we find them being Mitzah and who they were and what they were, what they wanted, were they Minim, were they Christians? It's hard to know. Um, but clearly, there was these, they definitely had, had it out for the Chachamim, and even people of great uh, fortitude and equanimity uh, felt that things were very, very difficult. Um, I don't think they're the same but you're in them and the different I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about but the Gemara, uh, the same exact lotion appears by um, by Rabbi Boy Chilkia, the Gemara in, um, in Tainus, and it's also a Gemara um, in Sanhedrin by Rabbi Zera that there were these Baryonim that he was trying to be Makarif. So yeah, we definitely have these Baryonim. 
They were being mitzarim. Rav Meir, the Gemara says, was bikesh rachmem alayu, bikesh rachmei alayu, ki he point that Rav Meir, who we know was a sovereign in many, many ways, uh, was being mavakash rachmei alayu di lamusu. Um, okay, we'll get back to that in a second. I mean, the tzlach already is oimid on the problem with this lotion, right? Bakoshas rachamim, it's true, could just be a generic term for davening, but it didn't just say tzolu or whatever. Uh, I mean, it is. I guess it would have used a, a, a pure lashon hakedish language, but still bikish sheyamusu, right? Anyway, a um, on him, he davens for them, or at least he starts to daven for them that they should die, and uh, his wife says, "What? <laughs> what?" She says, "What? Because yitamu chatoyim ksev miksev." Right? So it will be so that would be you would want the actual person to die, the chaita. But it says chatoyim, and chatoyim doesn't necessarily mean that's the Aveir itself. Void, and this is of course a language that you love, of course. Shvala Sefi the Kra, right? Let's look at the end of the Pasik Rishayam. So Burio, like Alamdan said, if you learn like you, that Yitamu Chatoyim means we have to kill them. So what do you have to say? Like, what do you need a poetic flourish like that? And if you say the Pshad is that you want, you have to be Bikashrachm, you want to be Bikashrachm, the Yichasru Bichuva, that they should do Chuva. So then what happens is you have Alamdas. They're doing Chuva. So therefore there aren't Rishoyim anymore. There aren't Rishoyim because the people who used to be Rishoyim are no longer that. So by the fact that you have, and then the Gemara adds another place where Buria shows her brilliance by sh- uh, showing to another Tana that if you look at the end of the Pasuk, you see that he was learning wrong shot. So that's the Gemara. And um, as uh, Rabbi Bechaffer says, that uh, uh, the Minchas Elozer, true in his Sefer, not the Minchas Elozer, and the Sefer, which is called Divrei Torah, which doesn't is not really as let's say excellently edited and perfect as perhaps um uh, the other svarim but still in in, in divrei he does have a mimer about this about two and a half pages and uh, it is here that rav usher uh is a little bit le- a little bit more than rav usher wise gives him credit for him. He, just, he doesn't just say, well, she's a woman and we don't pass like a woman anyway. And ain't Those lang- those he does terms, say it. He does one just second. Say it. Those terms do show up in <coughs> the different Torah. However, however, um, he also mentions what type of tzadegah she was. He also mentions about the Gemara from Rav Zera that I mentioned, that Rav Zera also had this type of tzad. Um, uh, he mentions, and, and he says that it comes from a tremendous Rachmanus on the part of Noshim. He, t- he calls her a tzadikus over and over again. Um, he doesn't just say, oh, those women, they shouldn't have been in Shas anyway. Nobody is going with them. Again, he is sort of, in a way, balanced. Otherwise, uh, is, is basically tooting his own horn here in this chuva. He doesn't have time to really quote in totality uh, the... But the Minchas Lazar does call her Tzadikas. Uh He indicates that, you know, this was the Havamina of Reb Zerim's and he does say um, and he does have Rias. Now, Rav Asher Weiss, you know, you know, feels that the Minchas Lazar has made a mistake, as do you. 
And as you as you say, you're very you're fond of quoting. I just want to say before you make your case that Menachem Salazar was not the first person to say this. You look on the Tzlach in the Gemara, he also says that. In fact, the Menachem Salazar steals the Tzlach's rias to this. And the Tzlach says Mephorich in the Gemara that even though Buri is quoted in a positive way, we don't pass him like Buriya. He says that as well. As if you look in Rechil Hapra and Seder Adairis, um in the Erech Buria, he also writes the same thing exactly. He says that we don't pass Hanker. Now, I'm not saying that I um, I'm, I'm, uh, hold like the Tzlach or like uh, Revichil Halprin, but the verse is it's not the Minchas Elozer that you should be pointing your arrows to because the Minchas Elozer is too good of a target because of his various uh, extreme sheetas other places. I want to tell over a story I heard from his, uh, 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 a classmate of my wife's uh, from Akiva from in Detroit. Her, his father was uh, present in Munkach. He grew up in Munkach. When Munchas Eloza said the following vort in public. A kamtza bar kamtza nechev Yerushalayim. Kamtza is Rashi Tevus. Kommunistin Mizrachistim, Zionistim, Agudistim. And at present in the audience was Dov Gruner, who later was hanged by the British for his uh, activities for the Stern Gang. And he took off his shoe and threw it at the Minchas <laughs> yeah. so, Well, uh, Kitev, there's no question about it that the man was an extremist. And there are things there. Well, I always and- wondered why. Shlomo Parkarbach made up this Munkacher passport story about the Munkacher. It doesn't start so too good pass with the Munkacher. Look, he, like many people, there was a lot of contradictions in the person, and he was a sweet person. Um, and his, his the Chuvas itself are some that of says, the. says when somebody asked him to help the German Jews, he said, the German Jews deserve what they're getting. Well, look, I know he that. And yeah, he says, he says, Hitler is a bad person. We have to spout, get rid of Hitler anyway, but he cuts the German Jews short shrift, even though much of German Jews was very observant, you know, on behalf of my okay. ancestors, I take uh, I take umbrage. At the right. Okay, look, so I'm saying we could do a whole program about, and we talked about the Satmarov, and you, you castigated me for my lionizing the Satmarov and having him as a picture of him in my sukkah, despite what he says about one of my heroes and what he continually wrote about my hero Rav Kook. And you wonder how I could be mach of him as a tzaddik. I'll say the same thing with Minchus If if the Minchus was in my home and walked around and saw the Svar in my head and would listen to Rizcha Daraisa, he probably would have included Kuf would have been Kivalevich as well, right? That, right. So fine. Well, there's no base there. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Bar Kamsa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the base. The base is Bechafer. There's no question <laughs> he would have said that. But I still love the man. I still love his juvas. He is a, a wonderful mezeg of chsidis and halacha. Um, and uh, m- many of his halachic achros need to be reckoned with. He isn't just somebody shooting from the hip. Okay, so so again. Yeah, so my, my, the point, I, so somebody asked me in one of the comments why I'm fond of quoting this. And I, I really, this, I usually use this in an array of sources to prove that not all Hasidim were um, you know, like Lubavitch or Breslov or lovey-dovey towards uh, the people to be Makar of them. 
and including the famous uh, word from the Tzanzer in the Shmotis to Parshas Vayakal, I think it is, where he says that um, most of the Rabbanim and the Balabatim are from the Ereba. And uh, this idea that I, I think that this underlies a lot of the, uh, um, let's say, lack of caring, which um, a lot of Hasidists have for certainly not Orthodox Jews and probably even Orthodox Jews are not like themselves because they don't regard them really as part of Christ. They regard them as being Arab. It's certainly a, a very most a subordinate type of Jew. If, if since if yeah, okay. Jewish at all. We know things started to turn in Chassidus, even with the Rishoner. Things changed from the radical Ava that began Chassidus with the Baal Shem and, and, and the Magid and, and maybe the Alter Rebbe. Things started to change when Chassidus became the standard bearer. Once Chassidus saw itself as the fighters and the only ones that could really be Matzel, uh, Klal Yisroh, from the assault Who's of Haskalah. Well, part of it wasn't the Hasidim. Well, part of it was the fact that there was an assault. Part of it was the fact that they did the beginning of the 19th century, uh, ushered in an era where there were korbanos. There were so many, many uh, uh, brilliant young people who found themselves going away from Shmiras Hamitzvahs. And Chassidus felt what they had to do was they had to show that they you were mean the like ones. You like the, the, the Alter Rebbe's son, people like that? Okay, you, you have the Alter plenty. Again, there's the, the list is, is is very large. And and it can include Geiger as well. I mean, you have people who... But they didn't kind, know about Geiger. Geiger no, was German. Right, but, but, there, but I'm saying there are people who came from rabbinic families all over that were being... Uh, Influenced. In other words, it, the, the the quality of the family stopped mattering. There was there was enough of a of a pitli that again it, it, we see this really Rabbi Yosef even in rabbinic literature. Even if we, take I, don't, look, I don't think I don't think in cinematic literature as much as the Hasidic literature. Okay, but even the Sefer Eilat Divrei Abris, which is a great Sefer, is basically a polemical work with a lot of halacha in it, which is you know against the Hamburg Temple. And we find that that there is a yeah. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Yes, wait. When the, but the, the I, I want to emphasize this point. The Sanzer said the Rabbonim. He didn't mean Acher. He didn't mean the Reform and Conservative or Neolog Rabbonim. He mm. meant the from Rabbonim are mostly from the Arab because they didn't believe they were maybe perhaps even working hard enough. Uh, and they okay, were making but, compromises. Know, tell me that there, there are issues with the with the neologian or whatever. That, I can understand that, but I, but they go way beyond that. The idea of like council, including agudistim and mizrachistim, and then also the, uh, the that uh, the uh, people who we don't like, evidently, all fall in the category of rishoyim. You know, that's something which Hasid, I, It's a very strange thing which happened to Hasidus. And uh, right. I don't Look, think uh, it can be explained by people going off the derech. Crisis that was perceived by the firm world meant that they had to roll up their sleeves and become street fighters, which is what they did. Now, who, who, what were they trying to do? They were trying to perhaps, like, you know, Havdel Trump, you know, preach to their own base. What they were trying to do was to make sure that the people that they were connected to were fired up enough that they would not be influenced akiyuza. So if you have some, you know, this fiery language that is so... I, I, even that, I, I have to... I'm sure in Munkach, even most of the Hasidim and the Minchas were probably the Gulachim, 
right? And probably had the uh, probably had Kutzareklach. Before the war, we know Hasidus was not like it is today with that uh, monolithic levush and monolithic uh, um, way of life. The Hasidim before the war they didn't have that. Is, is that not? Am I wrong about that? Okay. You're not the, and if you're a Simon Hasid before the war, you didn't necessarily have a beard. And maybe that's why the Munkacher felt that it, he'd already seen those elements creeping in. You know, I, I, before we get into this, I just want to point out that the Gemara itself, looking at it, you know, without a political axe to grind or a specific trying to appeal to a base, the Gemara itself is still is quite interesting because what is what, what, Rameir, what is he old? And what is, right? And, 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 and can you be mispal on someone to do tshuva, which is what Bruria wanted? Was Rav Meir ignorant of this? Rav Meir just hate people. He just wanted people to die. Um, and as, as, as the Minchas Lazar points out, there are places where we do say Ibud Rishoyim Rina, and it does sound like we want them to die. So it's not so chad v'cholak. By the way, according to Minchas Lazar, you showed me, I, I wanted to tell the listeners that off-air, Rebbe showed me the full source in the Minchas Lazar's writings. And it's fascinating what he wrote there. And he, and he showed me that uh, the Minchas Lazar says the name of Rebbe Reb Heschel, that the reason why uh, the reason why uh, Rameir Brewer really saying the same thing because Rameir was knew that if they did tshuva they're going to die came into Avik Batuva, right? Right. Well, because the the Baryonim were involved in minus, and if you're Pirish mi minus, there seems to be this idea that once you were so dovuk to minus, you're going to die. But but I should right, tell but you, the, the Munkachah should have taken that a step further, which he tussled, which he didn't, because he should have said Al Derech what I'm writing. When we say Bavodu Shoim Rino, the Rino is not for that Bavodu Shoim, it's for the Chuva they did. Right, because which, well, they're going to die anyway, right? Because, right, they're going to die, but yeah. Look, the point is, is that this Gemara is, has, um, I guess you would say, philosophical or, you know, tetalogical issues that, that have already been dealt with, as I said, with by the Tzlach. By the marshal wonders how you can daven for someone to do tshuva, and in also the nesiva samishpan and sefer nachos yaakov uh, deals with this, and he has a whole lumdus about the difference between chaytim and chatoyim, and therefore Rav Asher Weiss, who you know who quotes, who writes wonderfully, but quotes I would say um, in a cherry picking type of way, like when he, you know, he talks about the Tess Hadgusha, that when Chatoyim is, like you pointed out, is Dogush, then we're talking about a Russia Gomor, right? Yitamu Chatoyim Minaoretz, is we're talking about a Russia Gomor. And these Baryonim were not. All of that, all of that material was a Kvar Kodmule. I mean, this is, this is a, 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 obviously Brochus is a Gomor. You have many people weighing in on. So much of that could be found, and I found it in just five minutes of looking uh, uh, in, in, in the in the Barilan database on the Gemara on Duff and Brachos and Duffyud. You can find a lot of material there about it. It is a philosophically interesting Gemara. I do love what the Nasiva says, and I'll share this with our listeners as well. He says that Rav Meir, of course, understood that there's a difference between people who do Averis periodically and not, but sometimes a person becomes one with the Avera. Um, and, and it's like Yitamu Chatoyim, and that's you. Because and that was... What? No, it's similar to that. That's very similar. And he says what happens is, it is the Chet. The Chet is you. You are the Chet. 
right? Not Rav Heschel is about, well, if you're a min, if you're involved in Christianity or Epicurus, so when you do tshuva, so you, right, you can't extract yourself. I just like the idea of certain people get so caught up in Averis, they do it so over, over again, to the point that they are the Avera. Like, the Avera exists through them. They are the Tsinor of this Avera in the world. So, Yitamu Chatoyim, you don't want the Chet to exist. Now, what's interesting, of course, that both of them really seem to neglect the fact that the Gemara Newman and other places talks about Chet being a lower Madrega, that Chet is a lower Madrega, and that sometimes it could even be, as the Malbum points out in his parish uh, very often, that a Chet can be close to a Shoige. My daughter went to a school called Bruria, and it's not called Bruria. I asked Rabbi Tites about this. It's not because they wanted a school that was more enlightened than the typical Beziako, although it was. And that was the reason why we wanted our daughter to go there. was one of the reasons why we moved to Elizabeth, is because of that. Um, there, somehow there was a, there was a Nadvin who had a name that was either like Bury or close to Bury, and 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 his, and his father came up. Oh, let's call it Bury. Okay, well, uh, Rabbanu named his daughter Bury because yes, 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 that's true. So Bury is, is obviously, uh, and and for and for women, it, it's it's very like it's almost the name itself dems fighting words right so we we have the gemara in avodazara where rav meir is meister nefesh incredibly it's mamish again if, the, if if people are looking to find spy <laughs> movies to make from the gemara or to find some sort of action flicks rav meir is the ultimate action hero i mean he is like you know uh, you know he's i don't know if, if he's austin powers or james bond or what but he is he's incredible how he sneaks in and he somehow figures out how to get his wife's sister you know, out of the Kubishal Zoyness, and he has the password, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but he's sort of like uh, Inspector Clouseau as well, because when he solves the job, unfortunately, fortunately, he like he has a ton of bricks that fall on him, right? So he's sort of. I don't want our get, listeners to make mechalos on this, uh, right? But he can't get a break. I mean, he is an incredible person, Rav Mayer, right? And even even the Gemara where he was trying the coup against Rav Shimon Megamliel, right? Even that Gemara. Right where 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 he feels he's right, and it turns out that that um, that him um, Rabbi Nelson, yeah. yeah, right, that him and Rabbi Nelson. So Rav Meir is 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 obviously in so many ways uh, like the greatest, the greatest. But on the other hands, he's frustrated in the other Mamaisa in, in, in many ways. He's sort of the. Like Shimon Bar Yochai gets it all, right? Shimon Bar Yochai gets everything. He gets the covet, he gets the glory, he gets the idra, and Rav Meir, who is his superior mentally in so many ways, somehow Rav Meir is the one who dies on some island, and we don't even know where he is, and he has to be Arak. So the Gemara says that he was Arak. And the question is, why did he run away? So the Gemara in Avodah says, some say Ikadamri because of the Maisa de Buria. And that's all the Gemara says. And Rashi quotes without saying where he gets it from that what the Mites of Bruria was. So this is like the ultimate Cyrano de Bergerac story. Now, Bruria was Milagleg on Divrei Chachomim, right? That what? And this is part of what, by the way, the Minchas Elazar quotes. Uh, it isn't just she's a stupid woman, but the Gemara does say in, in Kedushin, Nosham Daitam Kavlis, one of the, and again, we'll talk about that in a different program, why they can't give and what it's about. And maybe I would, I would assume the Munkatra would say it comes from uh, too much Rachmanis, like he says about Bria being a, a greater Rachman. And that's why she can't give Adis. But the point is, Nosham Daitam Kavlis sounds like women don't have that type of capacity. Rav Asher Weiss quotes everything, by the way, that is already in, in, in the, uh, Rav Aaron Hyman's told us, Tom Maroyim, and is in also uh, Yechiel Halpern's Seder Adairus. I don't believe he was ignorant of that. All those Gemars that talk about how brilliant Bruria was, the Gemars that talk about all the way the Chachamim needed her, all the corrections that she made. We all know that. All of that is true. 
but when Bria heard Nosham Daitam Kavis, she said that can't be true. She was the proof that that wasn't. So her mayor felt he was going to teach her a lesson. So how did he teach her a lesson? He wrote lines like like Cyrano de Bergerac did for some handsome stud of a of a Talmud Chacham to somehow be mafat to her, that he was going to be mafat to her to have an illicit affair, even though Bria was an Asia's issue. And she agreed. Somehow, by feeding the exact lines to this bocher, whoever he was, she knew right? Somehow that was able to get her willing to commit to uh, an illicit uh, affair. She actually shows up to do on the illicit affair, and she she believes that she's meeting this uh, boyfriend, and surprise, it's Rav Meir himself. Now, I don't know if they did have No, anything. no, no. That's, that's how Rashi doesn't think about That's a different... Rashi's a, according to Rashi, she actually committed the mice. Uh, she, she actually was Mazzani yeah. with this guy? Yeah, that's uh, what Rashi's uh, saying. No, no, that, that can't be. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, Rav yeah. Meir would never have allowed her to do an Easter like that just to teach her a lesson. No, that's, that's why, why he was Orak, because he was embarrassed. No, 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 no. He was Orak because his wife committed suicide, not because he did that. No, you can't wear Pshat like that, Rabbi Yosef. The Pshat in the Gemara is the way, the Pshat in the Rashi, again, I did research on this years ago. Again, my brain is not what it used to be, despite your, your compliments, which basically I always edit out anyway. All your compliments that you've given me on the show, I usually edit them out. But I will tell you that when I did research on this, trying to find out why this Rashi doesn't show up anywhere, where is the Mokra? I did find something like it, and I do believe that in some of the alternative sources there, that he shows up. In other words, she thinks she's getting into bed with the boyfriend that she's that Rav Mayer is 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 the puppet master for, and then it turns out that it's Rav Mayer himself. And otherwise, if you're reading the Gemara, if you if you see the story, let me say it again. Otherwise, if the story is like you think, then Rav Mayer allows his wife to do an Isra skila, uh, to be an yeah, yeah, yeah. and and that again. Now that's not Shaykh. That's not Shaykh. It's, it's not Shaykh that Rav Meir would have done that. It's not Shaykh. Yeah, sure. You have to learn like me. I don't care if anybody else says different, they're wrong. I don't know why you say that. I don't think it's true. Because, 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 because I know. We'll look, look it up. Okay, you can look it up, but you should trust me on that. But that was enough for her to be embarrassed because she gets into bed wanting to be Mazana, right? She couldn't, right? And what happens? It's her husband. Now, I always thought maybe her husband, either before he says, hey, it's me. See, I showed you. See, that's the ultimate gotcha. And then she says, okay. She was so hurt and so so Rav Meir was Arak because he had caused her death. Not because he was marshal her in Israel, but he caused her such embarrassment. And Rav Meir, you know, felt that you know, and you have to wonder why did he do this? And part of it was because he felt she would be macabre, and now she'd understand that as brilliant as she was, there's a certain type of emotional connection that women have to the world, to other men, to things that can cause them to alter their their equi- their equanimity and the way they usually look at things, and therefore be unreasoned enough that we shouldn't be macabre with them for Adis or other things like that. Okay, but if by the way, it's not clear from looking at the Rashi it says. Uh, now, the Pashim Shadim Raj, like I'm saying, means she went through with it. But I, I can hear 
maybe that means here maybe okay look last week i, I call it well, you have to learn like that okay so basically yeah so this is part of what's the minchas laws are based on this uh and, and this mukar that seems to have been adopted not just by rashi you can find in other places as well and this is a reason why we have to understand that not everything that Bruya uttered, although she does have a status of a of, of, of a very important person, isn't more. Why wasn't this Misa there? Right? Now it would seem that the Rabbanan Savroy felt that although it might have been and, and therefore it showed up, they felt that this really this and again it doesn't necessarily mean like you that you have a Tana who's willing to let his wife c- commit adultery in order to prove a point but it definitely does not show something too positive as much as the Gemara is a very frank and not prudish book this was something which Rabban Savaraya the final editors of the Shas felt <coughs> really would be just too too scandalous especially let's let me say it better it's because of the personages involved Rav Meir is too, as much as the the Gemara does give us all these like like Inspector Cousseau type of details about Rav Meir, this one was a little bit too much. On the other hand, it hints to it by saying, Maisa the Bruria, because as we know, the, the people in the know knew about it. Uh, the Gemara, even for the Rabbanon Savroi, wasn't meant to necessarily be a book that every was everybody had their hands on. It was a book that in a way needed Parshonis, and therefore... They felt it was probably bad policy to have it out in the public, but most of the people would know what it meant anyway. And this and this goes uh, this goes in line with what the. I goings... see that I, go, I just googled it. I see that goes to Paris Israel there, but the Zara says, uh, It's I'm sure so I think that he's trying to say that very so that it's not that's not the mind. I'll believe certain people are better off not being alive. I mean, you go back to Hanoch already. There is this idea, or Ben Sarah there is this idea of. You know what? For certain people, it's Rahmanus on them, as the Gemara says, that they shouldn't live because they're ruining their lives, ruining their sense for Yom Haba. And, and therefore, I, I think to take this Gemara and say, you see, we, we, we can't be a Kanoi, and I'm, I'm, I'm not a Kanoi Bechlau, but we have to understand that this Machlaikas is a, a big Machlaikas. It isn't just, um, do we hate of Rishoyim or not? Is, or do we feel that Rishoyim need to be killed or do we have to be Makar of them? I think that's a, such a simplistic way uh, to view this. Uh, anyone who, who takes learning seriously and takes the words of the Gemara seriously, I think has already thought about that these are very, very important things. Obviously, as Ronnie Greenwald said, the, the derech, we got to make the derech bigger. We were talking off pod about this uh, on an unrelated way, but the idea that people who are doing a virus bismana said that we should misspell they should die. Uh, I, I don't think anybody takes that seriously. We all know that whether it's the Boston Rebbe or the Last Lubavitcher Rebbe, the Chassidus today, again, the Munkach knows that after World War II, as Bert Bacharach said, what the world needs now is love, sweet love. Right? That's what we need. And 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 I think both you and I, despite our recyclists to each other, uh, agree. So, 
uh, on the other hand, we do know people can sometimes make such a destructive. Uh, on the other hand, we know that people can sometimes turn their lives into just something so ugly and terrible that probably dying might have been better for them. As much as we, as much as we cherish human life, um, there's another thing there. there. Look, there's obviously we know from the Ran and the Dorim, you can die for somebody who's a chole anush die, right? It's a right. famous Ran. So we find the Tzitzilias and others bring this down halachah l'maisa. Right. When, right. And 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 the truth is, it's as the marshal. But, uh, but the problem is that this uh, this uh, here in this case it goes against the principle of gamma notion tzadik lotov, which is not you know right, which is already asked by the the, the already, everyone's going to argue. They already asked this question, and and I think another, but even the idea of davening for someone to do tshuva, the Chazanish deals with this at the end of Chelak Arachayim, where he talks about because we know so davening for people to do tshuva doesn't sound actual either you, you, uh, can i daven for you for your bechira again i i thought the reason why you love this so much because rev dessler has a letter where he again again rev dessler's the hammer that hits the nail the what we want is to expand their nakudasa bechira in a way that somehow they'll see that'll open for them and since this rev dessler says very very tortured since that by because of this russia this person davened and that he was in this gala, that type of schus. So they now have a schus for the person who's davening. Their banish almost somehow open up their nakuda sabachira. Um, the Chazanish says it a little bit, I, I think, simpler that we all are ishechod, and that's called ishtadus b'nei adam. When I daven for you, it's like you davening for you. Uh, it, it's not called bidei shamayim. We're not asking for. And I, I tried to look this up before we started recording. I think they were both candidates for the Prague job. I read it in. Uh, by Maimon sorry, Amea. I mean, these were the two candidates. Um, where that's what they were thinking. Should we give it to Rabbi Hill Halpern? He's such a great Meisazogger. I mean, he knows all these. Or should we give it to the Noida Behuda Cheskalad now? Who should we give it to? Um, but it's interesting that those were the two, and both of them happened to say this Vart that we don't bask like Berea. So I don't know. I wonder what the Noida Behuda's son would have said. <laughs> well, look, I, I think that the it's interesting that this was already. The other thing I would say is, um, look, you know, I, I don't think I don't think the Tzlach at his time would have said it in the context that the the Menachah laws are obviously. Well, but the Tzlach is a safer in the Gemara itself, as he right. was a scholar. He wasn't a polemicist. Right. And the Minchas Elazar, of course, is trying to make points, but I think he, it's, if you look at the whole piece, and I think Rav Asher Weiss, uh, first of all, Rav Asher Weiss has so much false modesty in the Minchas Elazar, right? Like, he's great. I love him because he speaks clearly, he speaks succinctly, but you know, he, he is, he's tap dancing constantly because he, he, he's on the attack. And and he always says, but me, I know you can talk us off for my but I really I, I really love how he you know dances around. And and I also love the fact that he, be, he has become the darling of everyone. You know, I after we were talking last week, I went to the YU website to order some svarim because uh my daughter was there at the YU uh svarim, so which has now somehow become like this incredible like uvda, like you have to show up there and you have to buy svarim there, and everybody goes there. Um and I was looking online for Truvis Farm, and I see the Minchasasher is sold out. Minchasasher is sold out. Um, he has become the darling, really, of 
not just the YU belt of everywhere. Uh, he, you know, he's like the Reb Damlechemi and Reb Shlomo Fisher, one of those who. Oh, you can't compare the two. Come on, no, you, can't, no, no, no. you can't mention it. No, no, no. He's a giant. No, no. To... Don't get me wrong. I'm not. Oh God. I'm saying that they transcended the. Oh yeah. Okay. The black and white. Yes. No, I'm not comparing. Uh, but he's not in their league at all. Oh God, Schleimer Fisher, Schleimer Fisher is as we've spoken about. I mean, you're talking about a Mayak Shane Kamayu. Asher Weiss could never do anything. No, no, I'm not. Look, but he's great. Look, he's a great. He's a good thinker. He's a good attacker. He knows. He knows how to be concise. But again, look, I I find it interesting that he's speaking everywhere in the most in these modern shows. He's becoming the darling of the of everywhere. Uh, yeah. Oh, Revolver Weiss. No, okay. Look, the truth is, is that it's a good pill for them and for everybody to take because he's not. He's 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 solid. He's on the mark, but he can get away with, with a lot that many other people can't. And and I and I, I sort of appreciate how he's able to do this uh, by you know showing COVID, of course, but at the same time knowing how to pick his battles. But you know, there's. I'm not saying he's not capable of greater scholarship. I'm just saying that Lamaisa. It, it's somewhat, somewhat um, superficial, and you know, look, I might get a bunch of uh, comments about this because his chusim, you know, his chuyos are very, very strong. In COVID, I think he was a, a an incredible warrior, and he you know, he dedicated himself and committed himself wonderfully. But but like again, I, I think that sometimes he tries to score points, uh, and not necessarily uh, by by exhausting a topic. But I'm happy that the that that the material he gives out inspires people to go further uh, in in these areas, and and there's no question about it that he has, you know, he he has con- he's contributed. Beckhoffer should have looked a little bit further though than just to just discover Usher Weiss. The other thing I would say is the Minchas Elazar, um, and and this is Rav Usher Weiss's point that that you didn't necessarily uh, highlight, which is the Rashi in in Tehillim and Kuftalid. Well, Rashi on the Pasik, Yitamu Khatoyim, Rashi says, Khoitin, right? And this is what, uh, oh, how could it be? It's against the Gemara, it's against Buria. And this is what uh, the Minchasos brings as a raya to himself. And Rav Asherwai says that Rashi's talking about Khatoyim, like similar to all the other Akhraidim, people who have gone so far that they have to die. Okay, fine. There's in a, in, in, in a, in a wonderful little parenthetic statement, uh, the Minchasos writes, that what's the derech of Rashi in Tanakh? And he says, generally, Rashi in Tanakh doesn't do what he does in Chumash. So I was sameach that I saw that. Because this has been an issue of mine for years. I think since, I, uh, since I've been 26 years old, it has bothered me. And, you know, it's almost, well, it's almost 40 years. When I was teaching Tanakh and teaching uh, to high school students, I was so um, flabbergasted by... The, how paltry Rashi was. Now, when I was learning Tanakh in high school in Ner Yisrael, I was very happy with this because <laughs> you didn't have to do anything. The, the Chumash tests with Rashi were so difficult. We had to all find the, what was that linear Rashi Chumash that everybody used? Do you remember that? Yes, yes, everybody yes. everybody wanted to get a, a copy of it so they could take the test, yeah. right? This was before, I mean, this, I forgot it was McGill's. I don't know who it was. People let me know. McGill's linear Chumash, but everybody was, everybody, can I have that? Can I borrow that? Rashi and Chumash, especially, you know, in, in many parshas, was a Bishpotim, Sazriyam, etc. It's very tough. But Rashi and Tanakh is like, oh yeah, anybody can do that. And then you wonder, where is Rashi? 
Where is Rashi? Where's the Rashi? Where's where's he taking you by the hand? Where's he guiding you? Where's the Parshonis? Where's the beauty? There's so many wonderful places, beautiful places in Tanakh. I'm looking for him, and who am I finding? So the Minnesota says, well, Rashi decided to just be a Chazal parrot. Rashi's not going to do what he did other places. Where he's uh, where he's going to tell you the Pshutashal Mikra, where he's going to tell you what Chazal want, where he's going to where he's going to sort yeah, of. I think that's truth. a very big oversimplification of Rashi's. Uh, of course, Rashi and Nach is not Rashi but I don't think that that's. So so I, so I would I have felt, and I'm waiting for someone to tell me that it isn't Rashi, and if it is, it's only Gilyonis that he wrote. I cannot believe that Rabbi Shloim Yitzchoki wanted this to be the safer his safer on on the Vim Exufim. Well, it's only Madura Kama, which he never managed to. Uh, you know, or it's a Talmud, or it's life. not really Rashi. I, 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 I can't believe it. The same way, if you look at the people say, well, uh, Rashi and Horius, it can't be the same Rashi because he's not the same. He doesn't write the way he soys himself. If you believe, and I also believe Rashi and Horius is not Rashi, but but and, and, and other Masechtas also. But clearly, can anyone believe it's the same person? Right? I mean, even let's say when you would write for Jewish Action or you would write for on your blog, I could tell it's you. Right. There's this authors have a certain style, have a certain thoroughness, have a certain sharpness, have a certain beauty, have a certain chain. Rashi is not Rashi's not a stilted personality. Rashi is a person that when he writes, there's none of that beauty in Tanakh. Forget about the fact that he doesn't expand things. It's there's not a, there's none of the same phrases. So to me, I, I'm happy that someone at least talks about how Rashi and Tanakh is not Rashi. Or at least not the same Rashi, or at least not doing the same thing. Uh, to me, again, uh, look. <coughs> obviously, <coughs> I think what the Minchas Elazar means is that Neviim Iksuvim is was too hot to handle, because there are so many things that that if you go into the same thing he did in Chumash, he was afraid it would lead to Kfira. He says he's Myrachon b'Malkam Acher. Doing some research, I'm sure I can find it. But I think that's probably what the Minchas Elazar is after, that Rashi decided to be safe, that Nevi'im Iksuvim, oh, I'm just going to give you barely what you need. I'll just be like a Matsudas David, a Matsudas Tzioi. And I, I think... Know, it's good. What, what, who knows? The Ashkocha obviously was such that Rashi did not put out a, a perush on Nevi like... Uh... But I think the Ashkocha to me was that it allowed... David Kimchi, a place that is unassailable. Right, that's what I'm saying. And, yeah. I, I, yeah. Besides the bar, despite the Barbanel's attacks on him and Rafsodik's attacks on the Barbanel after that, David Kimchi was able to breathe into his parish on Tanakh such a, a, a beauty and a way to really balance the Derech Hadrash, the Derech Hapshat. No one ever walked that balance better than him. I mean, the Rashbam, like, with the Rashbam, you almost want to throw him out of the Bismedrish, right? Uh, and, and Rashi overdoes it in Chumash. Nach was was benefited so crucially by the Radak. And and and, and whoever the Meyuch, whoever the Yonason is, the Radak takes it apart seriously and definitively. So, you know, it's 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 it's. Can you move? I mean, can you move without Radak? It's it's EF sure. I know you like the Malbum. You've said on this program that you felt the Malbum should be translated. That's the the major work that that needs to be translated. Uh, but everything is really built on 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 the Radak. The wind up of this season. Um, we once again welcome all your comments. We love the way they're coming in fast and furious. Uh, 
Some of them are unintelligible to tell you the truth, but we are very happy to wallow in our immaturity with you. So, <laughs> all right, my friends, we'll see you again. Take care. Next week, our special Purim edition. All right. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 